Welcome to the Texans take. All right. So where did we uh, where did we leave off? Well, I think we left off in six. And so now well, we're I'm starting. Step over here and grab my glasses. In seven. Yeah, I suppose you need your glasses. Um, so yeah, we're actually um, going to be uh, taking on a guest speaker today. He's not going to be with us for the whole time. Um, he's actually my older brother, William. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physically, he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wasn't here for that to defend himself. <laughs> I know, it's shameless, shameless. So anyway, we'll uh, you can look later. forward to him. He's going to be coming back after our break. And uh, uh, we really, uh, um, we're really liking the, the music that, that Brig chose for... I know, our it podcast. Very, it's kind of random. I thought it was, it was fantastic. So maybe, I was searching for something other than... Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy that. At least it's half as much as we did. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Oh, so I um, listened to it like four times. Oh, did you really? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, okay, this is good. This is good. Do I like it? Yep, I like it. And then I'd come back an hour or so later. I still like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to apologize. I was uh, listening to our last podcast after you know, we broadcasted it. And I was sitting there slapping myself so much because I said, you know, you know, you know. I said it so much. If y'all want to like, you know, count how many times. I, I'm not going to spend that much. I don't have that kind of time to, you know, to find out how many times I said, you know. But you can, just, you can message us with an accurate count. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be funny. That'll give us something to laugh at later. So. Uh, we'll see a sign. We'll see if you know. Don't yeah, say we'll, you know. yeah, don't say you know. So uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> you know, ah, oh. <laughs> this is gonna be bad. Uh. Okay, chapter seven. I am reading. Uh, let's get going. So, oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, wait a minute. Hold on, that's not it. We're reading from. The Duck Commander. Oh, did you want to talk about um, uh, the? Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't have it. We'll talk we'll, about we'll that after the. Break. Yeah, we'll do that after the break. Because uh, yeah. I don't have it right here in front of me, and I want to go through it in kind of yeah. detail. So uh, we've been kind of going through a couple of different versions uh, while you. While so I'm, I'm, I'm trying this. to. I'm trying to indoctrinate Stuart here. I'm a big fan of the. The Duck Commander boys and yeah, Phil and yeah. Jace. He's doing a good job. Alan, so. And so right now we're reading this. from the Duck Commander uh, Faith and Family Bible. Um, and this is a uh, New King James Version. This was put together by Phil and Al. So they were the ones that kind of constructed the the commentary and study parts of the, yeah, the Bible yeah. for it. It's, it's very well King done. New King James. Gosh, every time I hear or say New King James... I always think about like dropping a nuclear bomb on James, <laughs> on, like blowing up James. James. <laughs> Not necessarily King James, just like James. Why are we blowing up James? It's, it's not so whenever it's like new King James, now I'm new King James. I don't know. Anyway, so now that's stuck with you guys forever. I'll never James. think of it another way now. <laughs> Thanks. Stuck you. there. You're forever. welcome. Anyway, so the Great Flood. So let's see. Seven. Then the Lord said to Noah. Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You take, you shall take with you seven 
seven of each clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of the earth. For after seven more days I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights. I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made, and Noah did according to all the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters were on the earth. Wow, there we go with ages again. Six hundred. Yeah, they're they're clearly listing that. Yep. I also think it's very interesting, and obviously I'm I'm sure you know I had more time than seven days altogether, but it is interesting to note that he had to collect all those animals in seven days. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of makes you wonder: did the animals just come to him because God, God put it that way? Now wait a minute. Do you, did he say that he had seven days? To... Yeah, seven more days it'll rain. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I wonder if was there a cause that God gave all the animals to migrate towards Noah? Maybe. I also wonder if maybe... Because I did notice, like I said, Hollywood is horrible when it comes to recreating these <laughs> things. But that is how they put it in the in the movie Noah. Which I thought yeah. was a very interesting conscript to what might have happened. Is all these animals just single file for the ark. Well, I guess they were pretty good zookeepers. Maybe they were planning this. I don't know. Well, there had to be an extensive time that they were building the ark. Well, yeah, I you're think talking it, years. Probably took like maybe hundred years or something. Who knows? So you're talking years with that. So they they had enough time to figure out what they were gonna do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. So, I mean, I'm sure he'd already the told them. He'd already told them earlier. Yeah, so I'm sure in the months um, before he gave yeah. them, they would have had time. But I'm just saying, I do feel like it's interesting that they give a, a seven day. Well, maybe that's the amount of time that they had to get the animals into the ark. Not that they didn't already have them collected. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I, don't I can know. see that. Yeah. Because in the in the earlier chapter, um, you know, he's saying build the ark and flood the world. You know, you need to get birds and animals after their own kind. You know, um, and then in seven he says, "Come into the ark, you and your household." So the ark is already finished. Mm-hmm. Um. Then he says, "You shall take with you seven, uh, seven each of every. You shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, male and female." And so, maybe just give him a week to do that. <clears throat> Get everything loaded. Yeah, I feel like you could load all those animals in a week. All you need is a pink one and a blue one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Grab a pink one and a blue yeah. one and put it on the boat. So anyway, so moving on. Don't forget the kids. Seven. Yeah. So Noah... Oh, yeah, there had to be a conversation there. None of y'all get left behind. <laughs> we ain't going back for the... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not opening these <laughs> the door doors closes. if one of y'all are outside. Right. So Noah with his sons, Hope his wife, and his sons' wives went into the ark because of the water of the flood. Of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds and of everything that creeps on the earth, two by two they went into the ark to Noah male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, and at five o'clock, it doesn't say that, I'm sorry. 
Um, seventh, second <laughs> month, the seventeenth day of the month. On the day, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. On that very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, its cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort, and they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of the flesh of which it was in the breath of life of all flesh in which is the breath of life. That's an interesting note there. They went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. So they stuck now. Those uh, are very big doors, too. Think of that. Yeah. Think of the. You I mean, know. this is you know, it's probably bigger than you know your, you know, Lowe's Bay doors. I mean, I you're talking know. Da Vinci type designs here. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's just an, an interesting thought to note them shutting a door that because it, somewhere and and I'll have to look it up because I don't know there is a life science version of the art. We should go see it. That'd be cool. at some point. I think it's over in Tennessee. Is it really? Yes, I've got a life size arc over there. Does I think float? there is. Uh, well, <laughs> enough water, maybe. <laughs> but there is, yeah, there's a life-size arc somewhere that they've... Wow. I, I think, I'll have to look it up. Nobody quote me on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure... In fact, here, we'll, we'll look it up right, right now. Well, that'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold that thought. I'm going to... That'd be, that'd be a big boat. Really think? big boat. Yeah. Let's see. About the life size Noah's Ark. Well, sure looks pretty. Huh. Oh, it's set. <clears throat> Oops, I pushed the button. Why did you push the button? I didn't mean to push the button. Set to sail soon. This is going to be outstanding. So maybe it's not in Tennessee? <laughs> Unless it's just going down the river? And fit 5,000 people? Or a bunch of stinking animals. They didn't make it to fit animals, then. I don't know what the point is. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll look it up later. There is, I, I've heard about this, you know. I, I want to say it's in Tennessee, but I, I could also be like, absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, let's I could see. be wrong. There could be no life size. There was a life size arc at one point. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> there was. Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand years ago. Yeah. Let's see. Definitely 17. Now the flood was on the earth 40 days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every man. 
all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. It's interesting. They spend like two or three sentences saying that all flesh died on the earth. Everything that creeps on the earth died. Then they spend two more sentences saying the same thing. It's like, dude. Well, whenever they repeat something in the Bible. It's important. important. Yeah. And, I, and I make the note, you know, the, the time I, I was talking to a, a scientist, and he makes, the, he makes the point that it does clearly say everything with nostrils that had the breath of life, which leaves, though it does. I forgot we were talking about does, nostrils, weren't we? Yeah, though it does say creeping things. Bugs technically do not breathe through nostrils of any kind. They actually, in you know, they take in oxygen through their skin, uh-huh. which leaves you to wonder: Were they just like floating around on a big stick or something? How did they survive? Now we do know that you know certain bugs can live quite a long time in the water. Yeah. However, I feel like that would be greatly 150 days. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like salt water would kind of yeah. kill a lot of that. But that does make you wonder. Yeah. Where did they go? I don't know. You know, Noah and his crew were probably going around to fly swatters and bug spray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a bunch of animals on there. You can have a bunch of bugs on there. That's true. You know, it's a big boat. And it's, it's all the, made it's out the of only, wood. Yeah, it's the only thing that... I'm sure know. they didn't have very good pest control back then. Yeah, hopefully they didn't have a termite problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, the boat's sinking. Chris, like oh. I said, we don't actually know what you know, gopher wood was. So they may have been referring to something that was, you know, naturally treated like uh, cedar. Or locust. Cedar is naturally treated. Like yeah. bugs won't. That's why a lot of people tell you to, you know, put cedar uh, chips around your house and stuff. Bugs yeah. don't like it. Yeah, they they, like they it. can steer clear of that. Yeah. So if they go to a spot where there's cedar, they're like, nope, I'm going the other way. I think locust is the same. I way think it is. is. Yeah. Locust is also really tough. I don't know. that is that similar or the same thing as like a Bodark tree? I think it's similar. I'm not actually sure. All I know is that... You know, I back was... in Texas, we have those big... Those, uh... Oh, for everyone who doesn't already know, we're actually in Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> we're not actually currently in Texas. We are both Texans, though. Um, but, displaced you know, Texans. Yeah, displaced Texans. In the easternmost county of Texas. <laughs> called North Carolina. <laughs> But back home we have those uh, the bodart trees, and they're you know they have the big huge horse apples. Yeah, you know that's a bodart tree. Oh, it's also called an Osage orange. You know that is the hardest. It is hardwood people, in North America. People make fence posts out of them in, in West Texas because yeah. they won't rot. Those are an incredibly hardwood. Yeah. yeah, you you will kill a chainsaw in every one of those. Yes, you will. I've had to. I've had I've to got, cut down uh, a few. I've got some. I used to take Kobido, which is an Okinawan martial arts where you're using, you know. Okinawan? Yeah, Okinawan. See, that tells you how much I know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're fighting with essentially farm tools, you know, quarterstaff, uh, size. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, tonfa. And so anyway, I've got, I've got tonfa that are made out of and they're, they're kind of like a police baton. And uh, they're made out of Osage Orange, and those things are tough. 
Yeah, they're get they're, hit with one of those suckers. You're not getting up. <laughs> and they're not breaking. I don't care how hard no, your head no, is. No, no, I do push-ups on those things. <laughs> you really? You do push-ups yeah, on those things? Yeah. yeah, I'll show it to you sometime. Anyway, so yeah, that's... Um, We're getting a bit off topic. We don't really know what gopher wood is. I kind of like the mistranslation. You know, you guys just need to go for wood. It's go for wood. Yeah, it's go for wood. I do think it's interesting though that we don't we don't know. So I almost wonder if it was something that was no more after the flood, or if it's something we don't know and we have referred to it as something different. Yeah. And then there's certain trees like the American, uh, the American uh, Chester. Yeah. Is it a che- uh, yeah, it's a. Well, like the I don't exactly. You know, I'm I'm drawing a blank. This would be something we need Todd on because the all the doors and everything at the uh, Montreat uh, facility up there. Yeah, all of those doors are made out of that that wood. I don't know if it's like Chester or something American uh, chestnut, chestnut maybe. But it's a tree that's no longer in existence. What? Yes, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a extinct. It's an extinct tree. They actually have a thing in there where it tells you that this is some of the last wood of like American chestnuts that wow. were ever harvested and they were made to, to build the doors of the Montreal College. Wow. So yeah. Maybe they don't have So maybe something anymore. that's just it's maybe the flood did away with it. Yeah. Maybe. Or they cut all of them down. <laughs> they cut all of them down. It's a big boat. It's a big boat. Yeah, which is also I was reading after uh, our last last podcast, and I was talking about you know the place where they found the Noah's Ark. They they found the area I guess where the Ark was, and you can I guess clearly see the marked out area where it was. But there's really not much if anything there, according to the people who have managed to sneak in and see parts of it. But one scientist made a an interesting thought. Then you know, if you get off an ark that, or a, you know, a boat that big, having no homes, the first thing you're going to do is take apart the ark to build homes. Maybe so. So yeah. the likely chance of anything really being remaining of the ark up there, probably chances are slim oh. because whatever was there that was usable was going to be, you know, formed into houses. That's a good, interesting thought. I've never thought about that. I mean, that's the only wood there. Also, everything... makes you wonder about the craftsmanship of the ark. Must have been. Oh, it must have been. Just imagine the waves. That would be like ultra tsunamis. Yeah. And yeah. and you can see in the you know the the pictures and the replicas people have drawn up. This thing was made to take on. I mean, the sides were almost the entire side of the boat. Right. You know, so it was made to take on some serious storms. That's why, you know, he, he talks, you know, as we, we were reading the specs of the the Ark, you know, yesterday, or not yesterday, a few days ago, we were talking about, you know, it went all the way up, and the top was just right at the top of the Ark. Yeah. You know, there was, what, two cubits? Yeah. Right there, which I don't know what actually a cubit is. I'll have to look that up. Last night. I think a cubit, a cubit is like the distance from your elbow to the, your fingertips. Yeah, it? so you're you're talking you're talking two cubits. So that's the that's the distance from the side of the the walls of the arc to the peak. Yeah, 
and that's not including the down the downpour. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a pretty significant structure to be able to handle anything that comes. Yeah. Plus, it's got to be built to not take on water so that it doesn't capsize. Right. And it's not like, you know, it's a boat. It doesn't have sails or anything like that, you know. It was made to just... It's just made to float. It was made to float. It wasn't made, made to... Made to keep you alive, keep you dry. It wasn't made to... At least for to... 150 days. <laughs> yeah. Which 150 days, what would that be? Three and a half months? Three, four months? About an average months. of 30 days in a month. Yeah, so... So it'd be about... About, about four or five months, yeah. Don't ask us to do math on this. Yeah, don't, man. <laughs> I'm so bad at quick math. See, you're the engineer. Dude. I know, I know, I know. That's what a calculator is. Well, see, you're the engineer and I'm a salesman. We should both know math. <laughs> yeah, <right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're struggling here in the moment. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so, wow. So, everything is dead on the earth now. And, uh... Um, the Bible is very clear that go back, go back to where it talks about the structure of the ark. Oh yeah, I want to I want to read that again because he's he, it's very clear on how the the structure was. Now I'm just curious. Oh, let's see. Oh, that would be the previous chapter, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Ark prepared. Do, 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 do. Giants, children. Here we go. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with the pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You should make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit to a cubit. You shall finish it to a cubit from above. And set the door of the ark on its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. So again, repeating itself over and over again. Yeah. Just making a very point that if you, you're not on the ark... You're going to die. You did. Now, what, what I also find is interesting is Noah had how many years to prepare people? And I bet everyone thought he was absolutely bonkers. Like Mad Hatter bonkers. Right. But at the same time, you know. They'd never seen rain. They're just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Who's know. this guy? But, you know, Noah was the only one that was actually, what does the Bible say? Um. Uh, anyway, it says Noah was actually a, a pretty decent dude, and nobody else was. Yeah, the earth was, is filled with corruption. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, you look around here. Which, as we talked about him being the son of Lemek. Right. That is, yeah. that's a strange And you look around here, and it's like, you know, you see a lot of terrible stuff going on here and you hear about you know um rape incest um you know uh well, and Boko people, Haram you know little girls getting was enslaved and stuff going like on that there too. and just all sorts of terrible stuff and you're just like wow that's really bad but then you know 
God is so upset at these people back here that he's just like, I'm getting rid of all of you guys. And what's funny is I, I don't think I don't think it was any worse than it is now. And you know what? It the probably only, the only, wasn't. The God only difference just, we have is you know God has said I'm not going. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. So, yeah. We trust that he won't. Which is an outstanding mercy. That being said, if I was God, I don't think that I would have that kind of restraint. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not there. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is what my aunt used to say. This is why we are we are ants compared to God. Right. You know, because we, we don't need that power. And we yes. wouldn't know what to do if we had it. And, you know, bringing this back to Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. It is. You know. Um, you know it's just like, wow. Because, you know, me saying, you know, I wouldn't be able to hold back. I'd just destroy the whole earth, you know. And I say that because it's, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff. There's a lot of sin going on. And I mean, there but were then when where... I look in my life, I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah. And I'm adding to it, aren't I? Exactly. Well, I mean, there's there's and times where even you. Jesus was like, you know, I've had enough. You know, like when he stormed into the the temple with, uh, with all of the, the salesmen and the in the temple, you Money know, with a, and stuff like that. with a, with a whip turning over tables, you know, I, I say that that is a good image of God's wrath, but his mercy too, yeah. because Jesus could have done, you know, the word of God could have done a whole lot more than walking in with a whip and turning over a couple of tables to make. Right. Point. Yeah. You know, he could have wiped that entire block off the map forever. Oh yeah. It'd just be nothing to, you know, just like the, the town of, and I know where I'm going way deep. We're not even there yet. You know, the town of Jericho, the people of Jericho. God makes the point that your existence will be wiped from the face of the planet. Yeah. And if you look up the people of Jericho, I can't remember the, the whatever mites they were. Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I forget. We'll, we'll get there. But, you know, if, if you try to look up their heritage, there's nothing. Nothing. And we're talking on the, you know. The World Wide Web. There's nothing about their history. Yeah. Other than the only thing tops they might have lived in Jericho. Right. <laughs> so I mean, it's just a, a fulfillment of what God can do. He yeah. wiped off an entire, an entire people. Yeah, there weren't much survivors from Jericho. And, you know, and but not was. only will there be no survivors, He says your memory will be wiped from the face of existence. Yeah. And to this day. We don't, I mean, with all the archaeological people we have and, and great historians, we don't have anybody that can tell us about that civilization. Because yeah. it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and I, I just go to show that proves that right there, God said, you're, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're never going to be heard from again. You should have listened. You done messed up. And I, th- I think that's a, I don't know, that's, that's, that's wrath right there. But, you know, wrath is, is needed. It is. But uh, so is mercy where jesus comes in exactly so where where, where are we at well point? i know we're I about to take a we're about break to take here. on uh, i just uh, want to see where eight. we are chapter so eight, okay. uh noah's deliverance is the second part i'm pretty sure that's basically uh where he sends uh, the dove dove olive branch mountaintops uh go out of the ark all right back on very wet but dry land. <laughs> <laughs> we would call that boggy. Boggy, yeah, yeah. Very boggy land. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here, and we'll be right back, and we'll be uh, we'll be joined with William Lyons, and That's he's right. gonna enjoy our intermittent music. Absolutely, we'll be <laughs> right back.
back and we have our our guest with us for this part two is uh my older brother William. Big Gates. Howdy William. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good, Duncan. He is not German. He just has a heck of a lot of German blood. <laughs> yeah. As your uh, as your dad puts it, you know, if you took all the German took blood all the German blood out of him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. So, so anyway we're going to be uh, reading through uh, oh, next chapter. Next chapter here, uh, eight. Eight. Yeah, oh, we're not eight. nine yet. Yes, yeah, all nine at the bottom of the yeah, page. yeah. That's actually over here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Noah's Noah Noah's deliverance. I'll read through the first couple of chapters, and uh, uh, maybe if you want to, William, you could read through the rest of it, um, or just whatever you want to do. So anyway. Uh, then God, uh, then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. That's really good that he remembered Noah and everything yeah, on the yeah. ark. If he did, which is interesting, kinda... it's interesting that it puts it that way, because you know he was kind of like, "Well, I'm done with you people. You know, flood Noah. You, you and your peeps are good." And you know, and then it says. God remembered Noah. Um, well, that goes back to him being upright, which I'm going to continue to say because after reading this, it's yeah. very, it sticks in my head, you know, being the son of Lamech. Right. This guy is honorable among everybody. And this is the guy who said, you know, if Cain's revenge was, you know, sevenfold, mine will be 77. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just, it is. I don't know, fascinating to me, but at the same time sobering to realize that God'll God finds his people in the most unfavorable circumstances. He just really like does. Paul. Yeah. You know, on the road to Tarsus. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, Jesus' lineage is just full of some terrible people. Yeah. Like David is exalted, but he wasn't a good guy. I mean, he wasn't like someone... He was for the most part, and then Bathsheba came along. Yeah, well, I mean, he had his, you know, he had his rage, and he had his wrath, but it's at the same time, it's, you know, this is this is his lineage. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep, and the, wa and the windows, and the windows of heaven were also stopped. Now that's interesting. I'm not sure what it means by that. And the rain from the heaven was restrained, and the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days. And again, he sent the dove out from the ark. 
Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, uh, which did not return again to him any more. Which, William, you'd probably know this. How, how broadly spread are olive trees? Are they just... Mediterranean. Is it just Mediterranean? Like, there's no... I would believe that it's um, the Mediterranean, and it grows in a very uh, rocky terrain. Um, Are they quickly growing? Because I've, I've actually no, thought that several no, times. No, they... no, 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 Olive tree. All right, so the way olive trees grow, oh, um, they last hundreds of years. Years, I mean. So is it probable that they could have, like, maybe once survived the dude, flood? Dude, you, well, that is possible i mean what's also possible is that we could be eating olives um that could have come from trees that the romans picked from you know to this very day so when you, say kind of years, you mean, when you say hundred years are, you mean thousands of years they are very they last thousands of years i don't i'm not sure about thousands but i think well, some I, I think some of them might be i'll have to look into that again but okay. they are Olive trees last a long time. Yeah, very long time. Because I just I thought it was interesting the olive branch is what she picked. It was, you know, which, I mean, in the mountains of Ararat, that's Mary Mediterranean. Huh. But when it what? says, you know, the uh, just, just echoing your point about the windows of the heaven, that almost goes back to what I was saying about the firmament and that, you know, globe that was possibly around the earth. Yeah. Oh, I don't then, know. Did you discuss that? I, I didn't. I hadn't discussed yeah, that. Yeah, well, let's, uh, after we finish the chapter, we'll yeah. do a little talk about that. Hey, William, because we, take... Because William has some interesting thoughts on two, that, too. Um, which it did not return again to him anymore. So, verse 13, you want to take that to the end? <clears throat> and William is reading out of the ESV. The ESV. In the six hundred and first year, in the first month of the first day of the month, the waters were dried from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you, of all flesh, birds, animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply, and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. So they leave in the ark now. All the creeping things. But that was interesting in the mountains of Ararat. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch your step. <laughs> the second month. Because I know we say we have we have mountains here, but those mountains are quite superior. Because Ararat would be over, you know, like in Turkey. So they have like real mountains over there. It would take a real mountain that could hold or hold the ark. It really would, like something that's not gonna. Not gonna fall. There would be a plateau on top of it or something. 
Well, that's that's what I was uh, talking about in the in the previous segment. You know, they they found a spot where they think the ark was in the mountains up there. Of course, it's illegal for anybody to go up there just because of you know the Turkish rain over there. So nobody, but the people that have snuck in say there's not much up there. And one of the people I was uh, I was reading about, he said probably the most likely scenario as soon as people got off the ark, they were like, well, we need to build houses. And started taking apart the ark to build houses. Yeah, that makes sense. Being they've already they've already created this, and the structure would have been long enough to to have large pieces to take out for houses. Yeah, and the roof was already there. They could have easily pulled the roof apart and just put it back together in a couple different pieces for small houses. Uh, or big houses. <laughs> or big houses. You can have many small houses or a couple big houses. Yeah. That was a big boat. Big boat. Gosh, we're going to think the walls are on that boat. Yeah, it doesn't really say, does it? Nope. I guess they put all the big animals on the, the first level. You would, you would think, yeah. Yeah, a little ballast. Of course, like I said, you know, I don't think, I don't think there were any like large animals on the, on the. Uh, I say that. Don't give me that funny look. They took babies. You don't need full-grown ones. Oh, yeah. You just pick a pink one and a blue one. That's all you need. <laughs> just get the babies. Yeah, you don't need the big ones. You just need smaller ones after, you know. Right. Granted, 150 days. That's why I'm kind of I'm kind of on the board that there bit. were probably dinosaurs on the ark. People are like, how can you put that? They're how big when they're, you know, born? You know, the largest dinosaur egg they've found is this big. Yes. Size of an, uh, two yeah, ostrich eggs. Yeah, they're larger than ostrich eggs. Yeah, but not by much. They're like two ostrich eggs. So you're like an egg that big. I mean, when something hatches, it's only going to be that tall. Right. They'll grow pretty quickly, but not that much. In yeah, days. not not 180 days. They're not going to just 50. like morph. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You put a bunch of little animals on there. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I'm sure the mass majority were on the bottom for stability's sake. Like I said, you wouldn't want something like that to capsize. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, when you know the only people that are supposed to survive are on the thing. Right. I, I think the ark was so massive that it probably would not have capsized despite all the animals being on there. Yeah. I mean, it well, was, I mean, it was made to take some massive I mean, waves. About what as long as like a football field. About 300 cubits, so. And I'm sure mine's not a full cubic. I have short arms. So, it'd be like <laughs> 300 of these. I think it was supposed to be like as long as a football field, and I'm not sure if how wide it was supposed to be. What was it, 50 I'm, cubits? I'm pretty sure it could have. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was like, gosh. Well, if you look up pictures of the Ark, you know, the way they've constructed it, you know, the walls go all the way up to the roof. So it's kind of constructed to be able to not... It's going to be a deep-setting boat, yeah. but not one that's going to easily... It's, it's not It's not designed for speed or anything no. like that. It'll have, yeah, like, outboard motors to... on. It's designed to float, you know, and hold lots of animals. You know, it's just a, a floating zoo. <laughs> floating zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's also funny that if they all landed on the mountain of Ararat, how so many animals got the different parts of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. 
and some animals that you don't find anywhere else that are as far away from Turkey as you can get, like the animals you find in Australia. Australia. I mean, they have marsupials. The only, the closest thing we have to marsupials is a, a possum. Right. That's probably. That's probably why there's a lot of. I don't know. Unless the Earth wasn't split, or unless all the continents weren't uh, split yet. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, because all the all the land was at one point one big land, as far as we know. Yeah, but I think I think part of you know God said He's going to split the split the the ground. That's where we get fault lines and things uh -huh. like that. So I think it would have it would have changed then if it changed. Probably so. But that might be why you've got um, you know there's a lot of a lot of people. Uh, I'm not I'm not set on one or the other. Um, but there's a lot of people that think that. You know, God didn't flood the whole world, just, you know, one part of it. Um, and, you know, it's not a it's not a salvation thing. You know, you, you don't have to believe that the whole world is flooded in order to go to heaven, you know. Right. Um, and um, so that would maybe lend to the idea that, you know, uh, you know kangaroos over in Australia or whatever. Maybe they were or weren't on the ark if that part wasn't flooded. That doesn't really make sense because he clearly says every every living thing in the whole planet. I know, I know. Which, but regardless you know, of whether it makes sense or not, there's a lot of people that yeah, you know. That's true. Okay, facts. It yeah. would make sense if the continents were not split up yet for that to happen. It'd be a lot easier for you know animals that can't swim to. Uh, get to the ark um if the continents were all still together at that time yeah. okay granted that's good um and you know not only that but also for you know when the uh tower of babel was being built you know and they were all separated um because they couldn't un understand each other oh yeah he separated the languages or, yeah um it would have made sense that uh they didn't necessarily have to get in boats to go to different continents if they just had to you know, continue on land. Yeah, and at the same time, you know, the Bible is not a history book. No. It is not a geology book, you know. It's, you know, it's a book that records things that are important to our salvation. Right, it you is. You know, and our, word, our, our world, world view. Um, you know, it tells us, you know, it's the word of God. Right. You know? And so there's a lot of stuff, you know, earthquakes and whatever that, you know, shift the continents out to where they are now, you know, the Bible doesn't need to record that. That's not important to our salvation. You know? Right. That's, a, that's, um, that's what we would call And so there's a lot of stuff that's like, it's like, well, yeah, well, you know, why didn't it happen this way instead of this way? The Bible doesn't say that. So why do we, you know, it's like, well, is that, is that important to yeah, why important? Jesus came? Right. No, it's not. And so mm -hmm. God doesn't have to say, you know, and on year 3,472, uh, I split the lands into North and South America. So just so here, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. No, it's, it's not important. Um, you know, so yeah. 
I would say, what what is what is chapter nine hold for? Oh well, we actually not done yet. We've Are we got, not done? No, no I thought have God's I thought covenant with creation. Oh, that's okay. So uh, I thought that was in yeah, chapter nine. Yeah. See, that tells you. Well, you want you want to finish this off? You want to read that little part of yeah, there? Yeah, I can. All right, just that. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So it says, uh, then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and they took every clean animal, and every clean bird offered burnt offerings onto the altar. So they, this is where they started the altars, yeah. you know, essentially, as far as we have record of. Started boats and altars, man. Yeah, I know, right? And the Lord smelled the soothing aroma, and then the Lord said in his heart, I, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from its youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So that's his, you know, that's his ultimate, I will, I will never do this again. And it's yeah. also evidence that um, God is a connoisseur of barbecue. <laughs> you know it. He smelled the you soothing know aroma. It. And, and not only that, God blesses Texans more because you know he it. wants yes. beef. It, it never said he wanted an offering of pork. He said no. he wants cattle or lamb beef, or lamb. lamb. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, there's lamb. He loves the Greeks. He too. likes the Greeks too. <laughs> Greeks and Texans. Yes, uh. Greeks and Texans. You know, Thermopylae yes. and the Alamo. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, we Texans <laughs> like our beef. Yes, sir. we really do. There is uh, well, it's, it's we like pork and barbecue. God blesses. We like chicken barbecue. Beef barbecue. It's funny because I was listening to because it's, uh, everyone offers, you know, either it's either going to be lamb or cows. You know, and you know, I'll bet cows are more expensive. So, <laughs> so <laughs> more of them. Yeah. Exactly. You're saying God will love your offering more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I, I was listening to Al Robertson in one of his uh, one of his speeches that he gave, and he kind of he was speaking in Texas. So obviously, I mean, he's he's in Louisiana, so they they have a certain they have a certain love for us Texans. And then he opened up. He said, "You know, I know y'all Texans are the only." the only state that have the pride like you do. That's very you true. You were the only people. Yeah. He said, and y'all are also South the Carolina. only people. I have true, to say, South true. Carolina should be included. In he that. said, y'all are the, you know, y'all are the only state that can actually, you know, separate and, and become your own nation. And he said, I want to come with you. <laughs> if y'all ever do that, I want to join Louisiana and Texas, and we'll be Texiana. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> he said, we'll bring the rest of the food, but y'all still get the barbecue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm down. I'm I like, down. <laughs> I like some Cajun food. I'm good. Ooh, if Texas ever <laughs> becomes its own nation again, I'm sure that we'll be that uh, a we'll lot. We'll be blessed with a bunch we'll, of Louisiana. Well, there will be, not only that, but there would probably be... Uh, Texas may look more like the original Louisiana Purchase again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just be all joined. Right uh, other there. other people will want to get in on the whole secession thing. Strong possibly. borders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you know, we've been, um, we kind of twisted William's arm a little bit to join us, but uh, uh, he had some cool stuff that he was telling us about um, 
the Sphinx in Egypt. And that, you wanna... that is, well, that uh, there are theories that um, the Sphinx in Egypt was a uh, um, pre, or that it was built by a pre-flood um, civilization. That's interesting. Um, Why do you yeah, say that? Yeah, I've never actually heard that. That's the first time, yeah, a little while ago, we were talking, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Well, because in a documentary, which there are other documentaries that have been done on it, but the one that I watched, which... You probably watched a couple. Which of I will have to give you all the link to later because I am yeah, trying we'll, to find. We'll I've been trying see. to find it. It's on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know if it stuff. is now. Um, but anyway, what was the what was the evidence that it might have been pre-flood civilization? That right? there were um, erosion lines um, on the Sphinx that someone took a picture of and sent it to a erosion. Expert. Expert. And, you know, I said, so did Sam do this or did Water do this? He didn't tell him what it was. Yeah. He just wanted his opinion. And the guy said, oh, that's uh, clearly Water. You know, Water made these erosion marks. I'm assuming um, this was at the top of the Sphinx. <laughs> oh, no, it was, like, it, was, it was a little lower. Okay. You, you can see the ripples. Because the Sphinx on, is large. On, yes, yes, very large. Very large. In fact, it is uh, not proportional to the head at all. No. And if you look at other Egyptian art everywhere, you look at most things built by the Egyptians, they are extremely proportional. I mean, they they knew how to craft things. And then all of a sudden you have the Sphinx with this huge body and this little tiny Even head little person on did, top of like, it. What were they thinking? Um, it but it does, it does kind of look... You know, Pharaoh-esque. So did they mold off of that? It's not. Yes, but it's not proportional. It does not match. So anyway, back to the erosion marks. So the guy looked at the erosion marks and said, it's clearly water. And then the guy said, well, these pictures were taken um, on the Sphinx in Egypt. Yeah. The guy was like, ooh. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, when was the Sphinx ever around water? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. um, so but you, I mean, it's good that they gave him that, that information that before much water. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so um, well, kind of like you know that the you know the Grand Canyon being part of the Colorado River. You know, I'd say that's that's evidence of a a flood right there. Lots you know, because they sell that that's there. that's erosion, and that's yeah. that's where they sell the millions of years to get down there. But I think you know one catastrophic flood. Well, we, know, well, easily. see, we also know that. Uh, the Sahara used to have a lot more water in it as right. well. That it used to be lush and green. Um, I think it might have been the case of the, the Sphinx too. Well, Egypt probably would have gotten in on that as well, being more lush and green than it is now. Um, like, for instance, if the polar ice caps ever melted, you know, it's we're not going to see mass flooding. We're just going to see more rain. And more places that do not get rain are probably going to get more rain. Um, possibly, you know, the Sahara and other desert places. Um, and it's just going to be more green. So you say we should, I'm saying start buying land in the Sahara Desert. (laughs) I bet it's cheap. For for future generations. uh, uh, Yeah, leave that in my will. You know, I have this patch. I have like I have 500 acres in the middle of the Sahara. It's yours, son. Yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> when do I use this? When we melt the polar ice caps? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, we should. 
We should, uh, okay. Which is cold as it's been in the last couple yeah, years we here should in North Carolina. Pr- we, we should I don't probably see that. melt the polar ice caps uh, quicker if we want to see, uh, you know, the fruit of the, this that labor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so more more cow farts. More, more cow farts. <laughs> more cars. You uh, know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we're all saying this in jest. But. <laughs> But if I had not actually hard, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we only made it through two chapters today. But um, oh, so anyway, your point with the with the Sphinx is that you know, uh, um, you know, uh, pre-flood era flood came, and then maybe that's what eroded the Sphinx to. Well, those. possibly. Well, I mean, the water, um, while it was receding, receding. Possibly that um, could have caused the erosion lines. I mean, it's huge amount of water. I mean, um, the Sphinx is a very interesting thing. I could talk now, about that the, for the, a while. Now, yeah, the, the really thing is. about that is, is um, I have horrible English. <laughs> um, yeah, you were talking in German. It really. probably, <laughs> I don't know, it could have been part of because of the flood, or it could have been. You know something else? You see, I mean, I mean, how they think that the uh, if it was erosion marks from the water, it would have needed a lot more erosion, like like years of erosion, not not forty days and forty nights. Sorry, um, I'll talk to you later. So, um, <laughs> would have needed a lot more time. I'm so so maybe maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. Uh, I mean, it it could have. I guess well, and granted, the magnitude of the flood could have caused the erosion marks. Well, well, another thing we have to take into account is the dove that Noah sent out to find land. They were on the mountain of Ararat. Okay, so that that's really high up there. So the the area where the Sphinx is. It may have taken months, if not another year, if not a little bit more, till that area dried up. Yeah. So you're you're talking about you know they they found they found yeah. dry land that high up. Maybe it took longer for the other areas to actually. I don't know. That's this just a well, that's a theory I just thought. And about. Um, with that much erosion, you know, there'd be a lot of dirt and mud coming with it. So it could have buried you know whatever civilization was still, or could have built the Sphinx. Uh, for instance, they uh, they believe that there are um, tombs or something underneath the Sphinx, hmm. um, but uh, the Egyptian government won't let them dig under there because um, the documentary explained a little that you know they have one you know there's only one history for Egypt, and we've been banking on that for years, and we're not going to change that. So, so they're hiding whatever's down there, uh, if if anything. Pretty pretty much, hmm. pretty much. Uh, they they don't want people to, you know, prod too much. I think they've done a few, um, um, which is why it's such a an interesting subject. You know, there's always a whenever there's a lot of mystery around something, people come in flocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, for sure. Definitely. But, you know, don't you think that would be good for the Egyptian government? You know, more people want to come there. 
Well, yeah, it would definitely unsolve a mystery that's going on. Yeah, I'd say that's you know make it more popular again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're getting close to our time, so we're gonna stop here. We'll uh, we'll we'll have William on again. We'll, uh, we'll someday. Yeah, someday. someday. <laughs> Next we'll, time we uh, probably won't spend so much time talking about the Sphinx, though. I'm sure it is. It is an interesting... Useful for our salvation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a nice little sidetrack. Well, if we start trying to dig under there, we may meet Jesus quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, there you go. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, see you. we'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Texans Take, Episode 3. Be sure to like and follow us on Spotify. We're also on Breaker. Pocket casts and more.